and I always enjoyed that time as well because we each got our own little box of animal cookies, Barnum and Bailey animal cookies. And we would be so happy. And my parents would always buy bologna. That's the only time we ever had any special food was bologna. Stay good day. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. On today's program, we'll hear from a Chimawavy elder as she reflects back on her childhood where her journey of faith began. My name is Harriet Hinman. I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma with my husband, and we have two grown children. I am of the Chimawavy and Wallapai tribes. My dad, now deceased, was of the Chimawavy tribe. My mom, also deceased, was of the Wallapai tribe. I am enrolled as a Chimawavy. My reservation is located at Lake Havasu, California. I was born on the Colorado River Indian Reservation in Parker, Arizona. As a child, my mother, who was a Christian, would take us to church, the Post and Baptist Church, at the lower end of the reservation. And we would attend Sunday school there and the church services. In the summer, we had vacation Bible school. And it was during vacation Bible school that I had the most fun because our Bible teacher would tell stories about Jesus. And she used a flannel board. And she would put up these flannel figures of people on that board. And we didn't have TV or anything like that on the reservation. So that was the highlight of my day is to see these figures come to life. And she used a mustard seed. She talked about it and she held it. It was this little bitty seed. And she said, you know, if we have faith, she was telling us as children, if we have faith like this little mustard seed, we can move mountains. She said, just that little seed of faith. And I thought about that. I looked at that little seed and I got really happy because I thought, oh, I can do that. I can have faith like that. I can move a mountain. Well, after we went home and my mom laid us down to take a nap because in where I grew up, it could get as hot as 120 degrees. It was hot, so we had to stay in in the afternoon and take naps. So I would lay down, and I hurried, took my nap, and got up and ran outside and sat out by the washing machine. At those days, they used the old Maytag washing machines, and my mom kept hers outside because we didn't have much rain in the desert. So I sat in the chair, and I looked off into the mountains, the purple mountains. It was my favorite view, and I sat in that chair, And I remembered what the teacher said. I remember she said, if you just have that little bitty faith, you can move mountains. So I sat there probably for the longest time, maybe two hours, looking at the mountain. And I kept saying that verse, I have faith like a mustard seed, mountain be moved. And I kept looking and looking at that mountain, waiting for it to move. I sat there probably for the longest time in my life, sitting still, not moving around. And I just peered at that mountain, and I'm sure it moved just a little bit. Because in my mind, I knew that if anybody had a seed of faith, I did. So there it was. There I was, looking at that mountain. Of course, you know, when I look back at that time of my life, I can see it was just the beginning of what our Creator was going to do in the life of a young Indian child that enjoyed stories about the Bible. From that point on, I never doubted 
my faith, even though I didn't understand it. I had a literal picture. In other words, I had a picture of that little seed. That's all I needed. Later on, as I was growing up, my mom, who was a Christian, always took us to the chief conference in Flagstaff, Arizona. And that chief means Christian Hope Indian Eskimo Fellowship. My dad would go with us sometimes, just like sometimes he'd go to go with us to church in Poston. But my dad was not a Christian. And he, although he acknowledged God, he was not, uh, he did not uh, know Jesus Christ. But I always thought of him as um, knowing God, and that was enough. But it really wasn't because, you see, on my dad's days off, he would drink. And we had to go into Blythe, California to get our groceries because it was cheaper. And so we'd go into Blythe and we'd get our groceries. And every time my dad got paid, we'd go there. And I always enjoyed that time as well because we each got our own little box of animal cookies, Barnum and Bailey animal cookies. And we would be so happy. And my parents would always buy bologna. That's the only time we ever had any special food was bologna. And we'd go to the park and they'd make sandwiches for us. We'd eat those sandwiches and we'd hoard our cookies and just nibble at them because they had to last till the next payday. But most of the time mine was gone in an hour. But we'd start back through the reservation, the bottom half of the reservation, coming back up to where we lived at the agency. And I remember my dad would probably sneak off when we were eating. I didn't know it then, but I realized it later. And he'd come back, and he would have alcohol in his breath. And I remember as we would be going home, my mom would be quiet, and she would be praying. She always prayed. My mom was a praying woman. And sometimes she would have to drive, although she didn't like to drive. And my dad would stop the car, and he'd get out of the car and get in the headlights, and he'd be... You know, just acting crazy, laughing, singing. And one of the songs he used to sing is that jambalaya. And there he would be in the headlights and we'd be sitting in the car scared. So I knew that even though my dad talked about God, he was different than the way my mom lived her life. My mom did never drink. She never, you know, did anything like that. The biggest, most powerful picture in my life of my mom is with her head bowed praying. So that's the kind of life that I had, a Christian life. At the same time, my dad was an alcoholic. So when we would go to the chief conference, sometimes he would come and he'd stay with us, and sometimes he'd be gone while we would be going to the classes and to the the services. But I remember that one year at the age of 10, we were in the big tabernacle there, and they were, uh preacher had finished preaching, and he was talking about... uh, Jesus and they were playing this song when the roll is called up yonder I remember sitting there by my mom with my brothers and sisters and I remember my dad he come in late I guess because he was not sitting with us but behind us and when they sang that song I saw him my dad always walked sure footed swung his arms head up he always told us keep your head up and look everyone in the eye don't be ashamed be strong Stand for what you think. Do what's right. And there he was, walking down that aisle, going to the front. But he wasn't walking like I knew my dad to walk. He had his head down. And he was kind of walking a little side to side. And and he was rubbing his eyes. And I didn't know what he was doing, but he went down there. 
And my mom was really crying. And she said, now, I remember she said, now. She said, we'll all be together one day, no matter what happens in heaven. And then when we went back to the reservation from Flagstaff, my dad went to church with us that Sunday. And again, he talked to our pastor. And then I remember that my older sister also went down that same morning at church. And then the next thing I knew, they planned to have a special service for them. We had canals, irrigation canals on the reservation. Well, the pastor took my dad and my sister went to the canal. He told them to come into the canal and he put them under water. And I remember I was standing there with the sun shining, all the church people, we were all standing on the bank of the canal. And we watched as he put them into the, under the water and they came forward. I remember as a 10-year-old standing there thinking, one day I'm going to do that. But I still didn't understand what had happened. All I know is that they had this white gown and were put in the water and brought up and everybody was happy. And we had lots to eat after that. And I liked that part too. And so after that, um, my dad started going to church with us when he could. And um, our life started changing even then. My dad quit his job there and he got another job. And uh, we moved to uh, the Wallapai Reservation where my mom was born, which is in Peach Springs, Arizona, which is on the uh, southern rim of the Grand Canyon. While we lived there, we went to the Wallapai Bible Mission Church, and we went to Bible school there, and we played on the reservation and, and had lots of fun, except everybody spoke Indian but us. My mom spoke Wallapai, but my dad didn't. He spoke some Chimawabi, so we were kind of the outcast. <laughs> Because when they didn't want us to know something, they spoke in Wallapai. <laughs> it was like that at Parker, too. When the Mojaves didn't want us to know something, they spoke Mojave, and they spoke Chemawavi, or they have four tribes down there, Chemawavi, Mojave, Hopi, and Navajo. So again, we were on the outside. We didn't speak anything but English. My mom tried to teach us Wallapai, but she said we kept messing it up. We didn't say it right. We made it sound funny, and it just didn't come out right. You probably know what I mean. We just got the verbs and the things wrong or backwards, and it made everybody laugh, but it didn't make sense. So there we were on the Wallapai Reservation, and it's just beautiful there because you've got lots of mountains. And growing up there... um or being there in that time of my life, we had to uh, catch a bus uh, about 5.36 in the morning and go 50-some um, miles down to Kingman to go, in order to go to high school. And we had to get up early every morning to catch that bus. And only time we didn't go to school is when it snowed so bad the roads were closed. But I remember my dad was an early riser, boy. He would get up and that coffee would be brewing and he'd wake us all up. And he would say, don't let the sun catch you sleeping. Get up. If you don't get up early, you'll be lazy all your life. Get up, get up, get up. So we'd get up. And I remember I used to like that smell of that coffee there. And I would say, Dad, can I have some coffee? And my mom would say, no. Don't give her no coffee. She can't have coffee. You guys are too young. I was the only one of us. I was the middle child that wanted to drink coffee. And my dad would say, no, not today. But then later on, he let me drink coffee. He told my mom, he said, it's okay. Let her drink the coffee. He said, it'll, it'll be good for her. So I started drinking coffee with my dad every morning. We went to a uh, 
a school where there weren't very many Indian children that went there because most of the kids on the reservation went off to boarding schools. They either went to Riverside, California, or they went to um, Nevada, or they went to the Apache Reservation. They had boarding schools there, and that's where they went. But our parents went ahead and let us try the bus route, so we went down to Kingman, and and we were the Indians from the reservation, and uh, we were treated that way, too. Well, that's all we have time for today, but maybe as you're listening, you have found yourself thinking back to your childhood. We all have unique stories and experiences that we can look back on. Some of them we may wish to forget. We can't change our past, but there is something we can do about our future. Listen to Jesus' words. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believes on Him is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. My friend, your future is secure when you put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you have any questions or comments or would like a copy of today's program, write to us at The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. That's P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. Our phone number is 877-766-4648. That's 877-766-4648. We're also online at withoutreservation.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. My friends, there's more to Harriet's story, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.